spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Bedebonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And Kenton, it's been a crazy day. First of all, we have Hoth has returned to where we live. Um, I didn't make it past the first marker, as usual. Uh, so uh, how's your day been? And as far as that's concerned, the weather's concerned. I have been shoveling all goddamn day. In between everything else I'm doing, I, I've been running out. I'm like, I'll just do a little at a time. That was my big plan. But it was snowing. <laughs> so doing a little at a time... And you're just, every time you go out there, it's like you've done nothing. Exactly. Except until now. Now I think it's uh, it's safe to go shovel, but and it's heavy snow. Heavy snow. The plows are out. The shovels are out. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, that we didn't see very many plows or shovels in in um, Empire Strikes Back. You know, they didn't. I don't know how they took care of that. They must have had some kind of cleaning crews going around uh, plowing uh, and, and making sure that they could get their equipment around, right? Well, I, I, well, it's funny you should mention. I'm wearing my my Chewbacca on Hoth shirt. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, That's it, nice. Uh, <laughs> it was a. I bought it at the Levi's store. I was like, I'll wear it on days when there's a blizzard, not <laughs> not knowing that there would be a pandemic and it wouldn't even matter anymore where what shirts you wore at home. But I wore it today anyway, and um, it really is Hoth like out there. I did. Oh, I did a little TikTok today. Of my annual. Normally, it's not on TikTok. It's a photo of the Wampa standing in the snow. And um, I do it once a year, whether I want to do it or not, it's, be, it's beside the point. And so today I did a little TikTok with the little Wampa and little Luke standing in the snow together, wishing us a Merry Christmas on November 12th. <laughs> and it's, all, it's actually kind of perfect timing here because, uh, I mean, in Canada anyway, November 12th is kind of the day that people start to really think about Christmas and, and that kind of stuff because of Remembrance Day, right? So this is the, it, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas as of today uh, because we have the weather and, of course, everyone else is going to start. Now we're going to get the Christmas music on the radio and we're going to get the Hallmark Christmas movies and all that fun stuff coming in the next uh, uh, six weeks or so. But what we are doing, we're not doing any of that stuff. We're watching the Star Wars movies again. We started doing it this week. Uh, we are going to talk about The Phantom Menace, which we both watched this week. But there's been a ton. Of, it's also Disney Plus Day, Kenton. Yeah, it is. It's Disney Plus Day. And uh, we're unwrapping all the gifts under the Disney Plus tree. So far, there have only been two. two. But And you texted me, um, it's D Plus Day. And I thought you were talking about our students. Uh, so. <laughs> And that popped no, that up on my screen. Letter grade. That popped letter up on grade. my screen as I was teaching. I'm like, oh, I hope my students didn't see that. Kenton just said it's D plus day. They're gonna get freaked out. No, and then you said, you said, oh, I thought that you meant marks. And I went, no, that's F day. I said jokingly, ha ha ha. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did not mean. I was absolutely talking about Disney plus. Right. So what do they do today? Now, uh, there's a whole bunch of non-Star Wars related stuff. We're not going to really talk about it. Go to DisneyPlus.com. You can see all the other crap they put up there. But for Star Wars, we got, and let's talk about the teaser first. What happened with that? Because you said it was leaked. Well, yeah, last night, uh, somebody I saw online, somebody said, the teaser for Obi-Wan's been leaked. And then I went to YouTube and yeah, there it was. Like it was there. Probably a hundred different people had it at that point. I mean, I, I was a little late. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't check Twitter till later yesterday. So, um, so yeah, it had leaked and people had captured it and you could watch the one that I saw last night was like a sort of a lower res version, but it was fine. I mean, mm -hmm. I sort of got the gist of it. Um, and since there was no real new live action footage other than behind the scenes, um, like I, I wasn't like blown away by it. Um, and I've heard, I've heard enough rumors I mean, Kathleen Kennedy herself said it's the rematch of the century. Like, what else could that mean? So we we knew that going in, it, the rematch of the cen century. Some people appear to be surprised by that. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, like Darth Vader's in it? That they're gonna fight each other again? Uh, they thought that it would just be like flashbacks or. Well, that's kind of what I thought too, to be honest. I didn't think they would actually get Hayden Christensen back in the suit. Well, he was never in the suit. Well, he was maybe in the, for that one scene, he was, was. in the suit. Uh, it was him in the suit. Okay. So, but yeah. get him back in the suit. Um, I get, I didn't think it was going to be flashbacks. Yeah. So Darth Vader is a character in this show. Yeah. He's a character in the show and we will get. And when, um, in a new hope, when he said, when, when, when I left, when I last left you, I was but a learner, but I am the master now. Only right. the master of evil's hearth. Like that, they were not referring to 
the battle on Mustafar, they were referring to a different battle, which we have not seen. And so I look forward to Obi-Wan tossing around Darth Vader like a rag doll, left and right, and, and handing him his ass. Sure. But, <laughs> but how Darth Vader gets away to fight him another time, I mean, like how they're going to turn well, they- that into something is is going to be interesting we know though regardless of what the conflict is we know they both survive it right so yeah yeah, something's going to happen but we just don't know what it is okay let's let's watch it first it's only a minute long and then we'll just talk about what we see here in this and you can i'll share my screen here so you can see it too one second here and it was weird that we were just saying this before we started recording the podcast that um, you said, now you said it was leaked and it was on YouTube and then it went up on Disney plus, but it's not yeah. like apparent you have to search for it on Disney plus. It's not like on the star Wars page or anything, which is kind of weird. It, it was there on my home screen momentarily. Okay. Like when I texted you, I was like, Oh, they got the trailer here too. Or the sizzle reel, I guess. It right. Is. And then um, it was gone. Then it was gone. No sooner. I must've just hit it at a weird time. Um, and then I searched it and there it was again. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah, Hey, you tell me, I don't know what's happening with that today. You have to just, uh, maybe it'll show up there later, but for now, uh, and even now, as I'm, as I just found it, I had to search for it as well. So that's, if you need to find it, that's how you get it. Okay, here we go. There's a hunger for this character to come back. The fans have been waiting long enough, you know? Something that's extremely exciting is the return of obviously Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is quite a dark time that we're coming into with him. Just being a Jedi, it's not safe. There's Jedi hunters out there. At least he has this one task left, which is to keep Luke safe. That's definitely a starting place for our story. The interesting thing is gonna be where it goes from there. The most beautiful thing of all is that it's brought me back together with Hayden. We are bringing back Hayden Christensen to reprise the role of Darth Vader. We couldn't tell the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader. Have another swing at each other might be quite uh, satisfying for everybody. We hope that you enjoy it as much as we enjoy making it. Now there's a lot of concept art in this, right? So one of the concept art pieces is Darth Vader fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader in his suit, which we never, which we have not seen in this, right? Because he was not in the suit when they fought on Mustafar. But this, and then what they did just now is they cut a, a shot from that scene of Obi-Wan together with a, I think it's from Empire Strikes Back of, of Darth Vader. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what they did there. It's just they cut two scenes from two different movies together to make it look like they were going to fight each other, which I thought was kind of funny. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. I oh, no? I yeah. I think I was just, like, trying to concentrate on the new details. I mean, if you just look at this shot, like, this is this is um, oh, that's clearly, Luke. yeah, that's clearly Luke's lightsaber, yeah. right? But then they cut back to this shot of uh, of uh, you and uh, this shot of, of um, right? So that's, <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, that's because, but we will see it, though. I'm excited. We actually will yeah. see Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi fight for reals this time because the, the one we saw in the very first movie was not a great lightsaber battle, right? Whatever you thought of that, <laughs> what stands out to me about this, about the art that we see, is they're back on Mustafar, maybe. Yeah, I'll go. I'll find it. You keep talking. I'll find it. Do you think, do you think uh, uh, Obi-Wan tracks Darth Vader to his castle? Well, he must, here it is. He must have to do something like that. Yeah, that's clearly Mustafar, unless it's so. another, well, it's, you know, we have these planets that all kind of look the same. And, and you know, there's there's the lava planet, there's the forest planet and the water planet. And Mustafar has been established as the lava planet, right? And there's lots of like fire and, or maybe it could just be a fire in the background. Maybe that's all it is, right? Maybe I'm not. It could just be a, well, but it looks like know. tons of fire. Yeah. Yeah, something something's burning there, and that could just be Mustafar. But it's cool to see this, yeah, and yeah, and it does look very very cool, very cool to see um, Obi Wan's blue lightsaber and um, and Darth Vader's red. Um, but does Obi Wan's? I guess yeah, he does still have his lightsaber, right? I, it's I'm getting confused. I keep thinking of the original movies and Obi Wan Kenobi in the original movies as opposed to the prequels, which is weird because we just watched the first prequel movie, and I should be I should have Ewan McGregor, but honestly, Ewan McGregor is not like. In that movie, uh, we'll get into this in a second when you talk about The Phantom Menace, it's all Qui-Gon in that movie. Ewan McGregor is, is kind of a side character. So, um, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's a, that to me, that's the money shot there. But there's another shot in here that's interesting. And it's Vader sitting, talking to somebody on a hologram. This one? Yeah, it looks like, have they blocked it out on purpose? Of who it is? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Come on. Yeah, that's somebody that we would recognize. It's probably Boba Fett or something. <laughs> who would it be? Ah, uh, who would he be talking to? But he's also, he's sitting and not kneeling. Right. It's, it's so, a throne. It's clearly a throne, right? Yeah, he's not, um, I don't think it's the emperor, but I think it's, um, uh, I think they could have shown us who it is, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So we got that. We got lots of other concept art of like just kind of um, yeah. streetscapes and, and uh, you know. Maybe Coruscant. Coruscant. Yeah. This looks like Tatooine. Like yeah. this, this shot here of, of just start, like them coming off the ship. Ooh, is that you? That's a Wookiee. Uh, where? In the lead, in the, in front of the stormtroopers? No, I don't think so. That looks like a no? death trooper of some kind of. Oh, it's not oh a Wookie. pardon me. From where I'm sitting, it looked like a Wookiee. Pardon yeah. me. <laughs> You had a dollar for every time you said that. It looked like a Wookiee. From where I was sitting, it looked like a Wookiee. Um, <laughs> but that's all we have here. So it basically, it's just a, a, some some concept art and a quick interview with Ewan, uh, Deborah Chow, and and um, Kathleen Kennedy. That's it. Is that enough? Are you happy with this? Are you excited? I would have loved to see just a little bit of footage, just a touch. We footage. saw some rehearsal footage. We saw them rehearsing. They're yeah. fighting. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> we did not see much else as far as behind the scenes go. Well, I mean, I'm happy that they confirmed 2022. Yeah, December that's 29th, 2022. Yeah. Are we waiting a full year until this comes out? They like, only provide the year. They don't provide they do. the month. And Bo I think Book of Boba Fett might not have been December if they hadn't said so. Right. I think, I think they just crammed it in to get that first... <laughs> Like to live up to the promise. Right. And then now, but now they're not promising that anymore. No. <laughs> they're not giving us a month just in case it might not uh, be done in time for March or whatever month they were going to do it. So anyway. All right. Well, that, I mean. Why, it, what do you think? Are you, uh, what do you think of this sizzle reel? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not giving us, us much. I am excited about the series. Um, I do, I do feel like it's, you know, probably going to be towards the end of next year. I don't think it's yeah. going to be early because um, I think we're going to get Cassie and Andor first, uh, although we have not got a sizzle reel for that yet, which is weird. Well, the day isn't over for uh, Disney Plus while <laughs> we're recording true. this. And I think there could be, I, it would not surprise me at all if there's one more thing today that okay. where, where some Star Wars something or other that they were withholding until the end. So mm -hmm. uh, I guess we'll... We'll see what happens, but I think there could be something else. And and that would be my money would be on that. Okay. Well, we'll see. And, and so if that happens while we're recording, we'll we'll uh talk about it. Keep an eye on Twitter, I guess. You've been watching Twitter for this. Um, well, I've seen uh, your screen has taken up my screen at this oh, point. Sorry, I'll, is, I'll get no, 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 no. That's good though, but that's good because I can actually see what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> most, most most times when we're talking and it's like on the tiny little thing, and it's kind of like, uh, what? So you, so you know how I just thought a death trooper was a Wookiee most right. days, most days it's like worse than that. Most days I'm like, I'm, I'm like squinting. I'm getting right. LASIK surgery while you're showing me. Okay. So uh, I'll keep an eye on the star Wars Twitter handle and, um, and we'll see if they, they announce anything else. Now, the other thing they announced today, of course, was the, or they, I guess it dropped on Disney plus, uh, was the, the short documentary about Boba Fett. It's actually, um, what is it? Oops. I want to get out of that and go back to the uh, the homepage. And this is called Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. It's a little 20-minute documentary, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a nice 20-minute doc. I was kind of expecting something longer, to tell you the truth. I was expecting, like, a, a one-hour documentary that ended with a, more scenes <laughs> from the new show. But, it, but we did not get that. We, I think they could have. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe they thought that people wouldn't want to want one that long or something. I don't know, but yeah, they certainly. I think they have enough footage to show us an hour's worth of stuff. But I loved what they showed us. I loved that yeah. they showed us that first, like it, it started right at the beginning, the very first like costume, the white costume of Boba Fett, the appearance yeah. in the parade at in Marin County Parade um, with Darth Vader at the time, which is like in the late seventies before he even showed up in a movie. Like just so cool how that stuff all happened just because George Lucas wanted it to. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like seeing that test footage with uh the dude in white in the white armor that I can't get enough of that. That's always great. 
<laughs> and um, you know, it's uh, they only show us. They did not address the change in voice from one edition to the other, so that was left out. It wasn't like it wasn't exhaustive. Let's just say that. Yeah. They 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 um they take us through like the main points. Um, I almost saw it like I'm, and most of that stuff I've seen before and heard the stories. It was a new interview with George Lucas, though it appeared. Yes. So that was like delightful to see. Uh, that that probably made me the happiest. Like George, hey George has something new to say. Great. Like bring him back more for this stuff. Let him direct a damn episode of The Mandalorian or something already. <laughs> oh, yes. Like let's let's rip the bandaid off. You know what's coming, right? Oh yes, George, absolutely. He's yeah, he's yeah. seeing. I know that George Lucas is seeing all the stuff coming out and going, yeah. man, I would love to get get into this again and why not like why not bring him back and, and do that right um yeah that was nice to see i was excited about that uh seeing him and you can tell it's it's, it's a new like it's, he's he's lost weight i guess he's looking good um so yeah good to see george um another part about other and yes i have also i did also know a lot of these stories and hear all this kind of stuff but i liked i liked that it was all kind of collected in one place and it was all focused on boba fett because usually you find those things as an aside like during the making of empire strikes back um documentary behind the scenes thing you would see a lot of that kind of stuff that they would talk about with with jeremy bullock and that stuff so um but yeah it was that was a lot of fun uh and they kind of showed every different iteration of, of Boba Fett over the years, including the holiday special, which is, I think the first time I've ever seen George Lucas talk about the holiday special ever on camera. Right. And, and, and dismissively, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we didn't really have anything to do with it, but yeah. there was this thing <laughs> that you might've heard of. And <laughs> yeah, we figured why not put Boba Fett in that. And, and it's like the best part of the holiday special is the one thing that he just suggested they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like, yeah, that's right. And I like uh, people like villains. That's it. Like that's beginning at middle end. That's why he's success. That's why this character is successful. People well, like the, villains. Next. <laughs> the way George Lucas describes it is, is I liked him and he was a good character, but he doesn't say why he was a good character. And I think that what this documentary says is that he wasn't necessarily a good character. He was just a really cool looking character. Yeah. And it's all about the look. Like that was really all he had going for him for this entire time. It's just about the armor. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's been pointed out so many times that he's a cool, uh, he's got cool moves. He's got cool armor. He's got the best, uniform in star wars probably arguably well darth vader's is pretty good but <laughs> yeah but uh but uh you know it's intriguing in the fact that they gave him very little to do and i remember he uh i remember the big complaint after i saw return of the jedi with my friends was he goes into the sarlacc like a little baby <laughs> like he's like a crying baby going into the sarlacc um and i think because uh, he's screaming when he goes when he goes down and um i remember that that was the one thing um, that my friend told my other friend as a spoiler after Return of the Jedi. He's like, you'll never guess who dies. Boba Fett. <laughs> so like a little out, baby. Right. And it turns out like decades later, we found out my friend did not spoil it for him because Boba Fett's alive. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Again, I love that part of the documentary, them showing the behind the scenes of that, them shooting that, right? When they get the stunt guy in the in the thing and then they throw him across the sky just for that one shot of him flying across and slamming into the side of the, the skiff. Oh, it's so good. It so, is good. Yeah, that's such a fun, it was such a great little, and again, it was like, and then they get into the, um, you know, they talk about um, Tamir Morrison and him playing Django and, and, they, and again, George is like, I just thought I'd do it again. Make him Django Fett. Make him Boba's dad. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. That's all there is to it. Like everybody who like, who, you know, and we're guilty of this, of course, who dissects everything about Star Wars and dives into it and tries to figure out why. There is no why for most of this stuff. It's just because George Lucas liked it. That is majority of the cho choices made in Star Wars. It's because George liked it. And that's, that's um, one of the reasons why it's so good. Yeah. And uh, I like seeing Daniel Logan again. Daniel Logan uh, oh, yes. talking about um, he thought he was going to get they showed him opening the book and going wow opening the book of Boba Fett and goes wow as he looks in and he's like I'm going to get a jetpack I'm going to get a and, and then he then the old Daniel Logan is like well I didn't get a jetpack <laughs> <laughs> he had a blue jumpsuit that was all he had he had um, some interesting um, insight into Tamara Morrison's acting stuff like I'm going to you're my son I'm going to call you son I'm your dad. You're going to call me dad. 
And then they cut to the scenes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like it really worked. That was very good advice. Um, the final few minutes were very self, you know, promotional and stuff. And I don't know why Kathleen Kennedy has to be in these things. Like, I don't, I, I don't know that she, she I, I would rather hear from George, you know, like I know that I'd rather hear from the person that, that cre- I know that she's in charge of it now. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's not like it was her idea to, to start the show. Well, she, you know? she's got the corporate speak down, you know, and, and that's why. Yeah, it's nobody ever wants to hear the corporate speak, like the like we're thrilled, we're pleased to announce, you know, like all of that <laughs> stuff. No one wants that. They want they want somebody to to uh, give them the straight talk, the straight dope on what they're gonna <laughs> what they're gonna be seeing. So, but so I get, I mean, somebody has to be that PR person, and so she is that PR. Person yeah, I guess so. She's it. a talking head. So. I actually uh, one other thing I have to point out was Tamira Morrison looked like he could. He could kick our ass from here to kingdom come. He looks like he's, <laughs> he's been, I don't know. Has he worked out all this time? Yes. He 20 years. Kicked? He's been spending the last 20 years on it. Just, just pumping iron. He he's looks jacked. like, he looks like the guy at the gym who you just do not want to cry. Like if he walks up to you and you're on a machine, <laughs> you're like, uh, I was planning to leave here anyway. <laughs> and you walk away. So he looks, yeah, he looks like. Yeah. He looks like a tough customer boy. And then yeah. they, even when they show the flashbacks from Attack of the Clones, and he looks like a he looks like a boy <laughs> <laughs> compared to what he looks. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, like for it's sure. Been I mean, a while but. he must have been. I, I mean, I don't know how old he is now, but yeah, he would have been in his thirties maybe back then, or maybe late twenties. I don't know. Um, yeah, interesting question. I wonder how old he was in Attack of the Clones. We're gonna have to look it up. But yeah, we're not gonna look it up right now, though. Yeah. All right. So there we go. So we had that, that documentary. And then, of course, um, now we're just waiting for the series to come out. Yeah, like that's uh, that's exciting. We're we're on the cusp of seeing it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to be on Christmas vacation when it comes out. <laughs> In fact, we'll already be putting our outlines together for the first week oh, of school. <laughs> the 15 hour process that results in nobody this reading is- an outline. This is going to be, uh, it's going to be good to have the show running in January when I just need the escape of, yeah. of something like this to get my mind oh. off of the, yeah. the, the drudgery of everyday, like life in Winnipeg in January is not great uh, <laughs> because it's so cold and, and just not fun, but this will be a great distraction, I think. Well, when I was a kid, all I used to do is imagine Hoth. Right. I'd like have my park on and I'd be like falling in the snow drifts and stuff. And I'd be like, like Luke mm-hmm. fell in a snow drift, just like I did. And then I'd look up and I'd be like, Ben, Ben, like, that's what you have to do. You have to do it all winter long to keep it fresh. Imagine yeah, just the walkers coming at you. Recreate that whole scene. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing. All right. Okay. So we also uh, are rewatching as, as uh, we've, we've talked about before, rewatching the, uh, the first six films and we watched the Phantom Menace uh, this week. Um, you said you have like 10 things. Do you want to go through them one at a time or what do you, how do you want to come at this? Uh, over, um, overall thoughts. Let's start with some overall thoughts on the film. That's kind of what I have listed, yeah. but I mean, okay. you go first. What, what well, do you think? Well, first of all, I would say that now it, it, it is, I would say um, the scenes that are good are excellent. Like that, that yeah. to me is the biggest part of this. And it does. Um, and, and that, uh, that opening sequence of them coming to the ship and fighting those, those droids. I know it kind of seems lame in comparison to other Star Wars, but I still like it. I still think that opening sequence is is pretty solid, and it does yeah. kind of bring me back to the theater when I first saw it. And that, that was still a magical evening, even though the movie itself is not great as a whole. I think I still remember like having a great time walking and, and watching that scene when they came in and, and Obi-Wan says, I have a bad feeling about this. I laughed out loud in the theater. That was like, 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 and I think I was the only one who laughed at that for some reason. I don't yeah. know why nobody else. I don't know. I don't know. But um but yeah, that, that's what that's what I think of when I watch that opening part. And then eight minutes, eight minutes in, I looked, it gets boring, really freaking boring, yeah. really freaking fast. And that is the problem. And I think we've mentioned this before, like just the scenes in which people are just sitting there talking and talking and blah, blah, blah. It's just too much of that. So it's like it's it, the movie gets off to a good start, in my opinion. And then just at eight at the eight minute mark just comes to a screeching halt um, while they do all this kind of trade federation crap. And then it kind of picks up again when they get to Tatooine. And that's really when I start getting really invested in it, when they when they bring in Anakin. And even though the, the actor isn't great and the performance isn't great, I still I like that whole scene of, um, leading into the pod race and everything like that. So once we get to Tatooine, I'm, I'm more invested, but it was tough. I turned it off once before we got to that part. Ooh. Like I got to about just before that. And I'm like, okay, I'll come back to this later. And I went off to just do something else. So I, 
I was just going to say, I agree with you. I think the film opens well. Yeah. Like that's a good scene. And the, and I like the, they've got a droid who isn't C-3PO to establish that um, you can have similar looking droids who aren't the ones that you think they are. And um, I, I, I just like, I like, I sort of like how it all gets going, but you're right. Like when they, it very quickly r- runs out of gas. Like they could, they could have kept that vibe going. Um, it would have been more interesting, I think, because uh, it just slows right down. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then we pick up and then it gets a little bit better. I thought it was funny. And one thing I noticed was interesting is, is during the pod race scene, which is, I still think, I think one of my favorite scenes in all of star Wars. I love that pod race scene. Um, they cut from a shot from little Greedo, I guess, right. That's supposed to be little Greedo. Did they ever say well, that not anymore? No, it oh, was okay. at one point it was little Greedo. You can see the deleted scene, mm. but it's not anymore. It's okay. Like, so it's just another, um, Rodian. Yeah, yeah, another. Uh, uh, anyway, so but it was played by Warwick Davis, right? Warwick Davis played that guy and played another guy um, who was next to Jabba, I think, or something like that. Right? Another guy who was like in the crowd, and they cut a shot from a shot of that Greedo character, that little guy. They cut basically from one Warwick to another Warwick. I thought that was kind of cool, as they went right from him to another one, just to just to, to I don't know in the sequence or whatever of uh, shots. And I like that. Um, I thought it looks really good. I wasn't expecting it to look as good as it did. Like the CGI and everything still kind of holds up. I really, really thought that was was There's good. A few notable exceptions, but you're right. Like most of it's pretty good. The Jar Jar does not hold up. I mean, no. we all know that. I mean, to, to even dwell on it is beside the point. Yeah, yeah. But there's a few of those shots that kind of don't look um, convincing anymore. And they, I, mean, I don't know if they ever did. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's funny because some of those uh, aliens that are CGI, like Sabalba, is excellent. Yes. Um, it, it very well looks excellent, looks really great. The the sound is great, the voice and everything. And then yeah, for some reason Jar Jar just doesn't uh, look as good. And maybe it's the design. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. The, uh, it's hard to say. The, the one thing I say I'll say about Jar Jar, but then we can move on from him, is that there really is no reason to, for him to be in the movie after they leave Naboo. Like, why does he come with them? When they go, uh, when they leave to go, uh, when well, there's, there's go an next? exposition for that, but it doesn't hold up. <laughs> like, it doesn't like there, there, there is no, it's like, he's just going to tag along. That's really what it was. Right. And, and I just don't like that. <laughs> I wish, I mean, if you want to make him, and the other thing that occurred to me as, as, as watching it is that this really does feel like a kid's movie. Don't you think? Like the, the, the dialogue. For sure. Yeah. The, the, the Jar Jar, the, but even the dialogue is very simplistic. Um, the ideas in this film are very, oh, other than the political ideas, but just kind of the, I don't know, some of the characters seem very simplistic. I just think it's kind of aimed at kids more than anything else. And I think George Lucas has said that he made these movies for his kids. Um, and that's kind of makes, makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, I sort of, I made my little list here, but I sort okay. of summarized like, um, like, like I agreed with you totally about the great moments. Darth Maul, the yes. set design, Duel of the Fates, John Williams score, um, lightsabers melting steel, the, yes. Jedi, the Jedi speed walk. Yes. A bunch of stuff that we never saw before. I'm like, yes, I love all that stuff. But then Jar Jar signing a treaty. <laughs> And Natalie Portman, I'm sorry, but it, she is just, she is not having a good time <laughs> at all yeah. in this movie. Uh, I don't know what happened. She's a good actor. She's proven she's a good actor time and again. She's, has she won an Oscar or nominated for an Oscar? Or did she nominated, win? Nominated, but for I don't Black, think she won. Black Swan? I don't, I don't think did she win for that i don't remember but it's uh, certainly nominated uh, certainly and you're right yeah. she's an excellent performer and but that's not surprising and, and i would say that across the board the performances seem pretty wooden with the exception of liam neeson who's yeah. excellent like yeah. just so good and i just want more qui-gon watching this film i just want another movie with just yeah. him like let's do a qui-gon series forget obi-wan let's get let's get qui-gon back can't, in there yeah and can't qui-gon uh i mean I think we'll see something, some hologram or something, uh, some, some with uh, with Qui Gon, something, a message from the past, a ghost, something, because because um, it's just not like oh, I'll never forgive J.J. Abrams for like recording all their voices but not showing them in Rise of Skywalker, which is just like come on, like what a missed opportunity. 
So I agree. Like, bring let's have some Qui Gon. Let's bring, yeah. like let's have a series. That'd be so good. Yeah, I, it's just so I don't know. He, he is he stands out as being just a yeah. really like. And I think that, you know, you can try and put yourself in the, the position of these actors who are obviously trying to act against green screens and stuff that they'd never done before. Um, but he's a guy who still managed to get it done and managed to look like he's actually talking to a real person uh, yeah. when he's talking to Sabalba or, um, or, or Jar Jar or anything like that. Um, totally. What else? What are, what's on your list? What else is on your list? Well, Dan, your list? I want to give you an impression. Okay. Here we go. Our, our volunteers will be no match for. There's uh. too many of them. I do not agree. Looks pretty bad. We have no army. Who am I? You're Captain Panaka. I sure am. Um, and okay, <laughs> so go. How many? Did you count how many? Um, well, that was just like a sample. <laughs> I, I was. I started doing that too, and then I stopped I, midway yeah, through. But I was doing it. And I was going to count all the Captain Panaka naysaying. Oh. Uh, I do not agree. I do not agree with the Jedi on this. Yeah, I do um, not agree. No, we can't do it. <laughs> Will be no match. He's um, so depressing. Send him to send him to the Empire already. Right. And here's the other thing I question I have about Captain Panaka. At one point, um, when they're on, they're going into the town to to um to look for the parts they need for their Nubian and all that other stuff. And then Panaka comes out with Padme as the handmaid, not as uh, not as the queen, and says, you know, Queen wants to send a handmaid with you. Does Panaka know that that's Amadala? Is he clueless, or does he know? He should know. Right. There's a lot of that in the Phantom Menace where, but, but even the part where it's like, no, I'm the queen or whatever. And you see like, and, and even Obi-Wan's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And, and you're kind of like, what is going on? Like, who didn't see this coming? Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's all, it's absurd. The idea behind part. the decoy, the idea behind the decoy yeah. is confusing. Uh, it may, it would make more sense. What was, is it the next one where they actually try to kill her or they actually do kill the decoy? Yeah, the beginning of uh, um, Attack, Attack of the, of the Clones. Clones. So, I mean, it would. Be, I guess that maybe that's why they're setting it up for that part of it in the next movie. But I just find that, like, for example, they're on the ship flying from one point to the other. Why is, the, is she still pretending to be the queen at that point, right? Like, they're yeah, on the ship with everybody. You know, like, I understand in the public space where, you know, you, lots of people in the chances of assassination, you want a decoy, but there's no reason to have it in the ship, right? So it seems kind of weird. Yeah, that, I mean, that does not land. Whatever they intended for that. And I remember that was the thing that bugged me. I, I remember logging into some, um, what was it? There was like a big website back then when it came out. I don't remember the name of it now. And I remember asking, like, you could ask questions from the guy running the website. And I was like, are we, like, is that supposed to be we're we're in on it that that's the queen or, or the audience is not in on it like what's the assumption here and he was like, like i don't he goes i don't i remember he went i don't know and i'm not even sure if it's the same actor playing both roles like it was so confusing at the time that wasn't that it what's your name playing the other role um it's kira knightley yeah but yeah. she thought she was playing the queen there's <laughs> something stupid well, the there was a thing that came out a while ago everybody's confused. Like, I remember when, when we first watched it because we didn't realize what they were trying to do as a switcheroo. And so when you watch it the first time, you're like, yeah, is that Natalie Foreman in a dual role? Like what, what is it? Are they twins? Like, what are we supposed to be thinking here? And, and also, uh, also yeah. because we knew going into it that Natalie Portman was playing that role, um, and that you know we know what she looks like. Yeah. We've seen her in other movies, so we knew that was her. Again, it was very confusing. Yeah, to to and and not really. There's no real payoff for that, except no. for that point where they do kill the the decoy, right? And but the in that case, figures, that makes the more sense. Figures were out already. We knew the oh, action yes. figures were Padme and the Queen Amidala, and it was the same actor. Right. Anyway, that's just a weird. That's a weird thing. So we got Ooh. Captain Panaka. Captain, Pan I, I like Captain Panaka now. I think it's hilarious. Oh, I mean, I laugh hilarious. at it. I laugh at it. But at the time, it was kind of weird with this one oh. guy saying all these naysaying things. What else is on your list? Um, I agreed with you. Taxation of trade routes, signing treaties, and congressional debates are freaking boring. <laughs> They're awful. They're, no more. <laughs> no yeah. more. Yeah. Find um, a find a more exciting way to re reason to start a war than that i mean i think what they're getting at is that's how wars begin and that's true but that's you know, not great for movies and how about all of the insults about the size and weight of one's brain are you brain dead are you brainless you humans think your brains are so big like, you're right what is, 
what's going on with all the brain? You're dumb. You're stupid. Like that. There's a whole lot of that. Wow. I yeah, it's interesting, eh? I don't know. Uh, that, that's just to me like weak writing, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah. Yeah. And then a, a special note about John Williams' music is way better than the film, than what the film demands. Yes. The aliens with the Chinese accents, uh, that has not a, that's aged even worse than, and pe- people didn't like it at the time, but now it is, it is a little painful to sit Agreed. there and listen to that. Um, what do you think of the big fish eating the little fish twice? That was <laughs> twice. stupid. Stupid. Um, it's all stupid. <laughs> that whole idea, the whole se- sequence. I didn't, and that did not look real, by the way. I did not think that any of that underwater stuff looked like, I mean, it looks fine for CGI and everything, but it didn't look like a real thing, you know? It, I know. Well, could have been a good idea and a funny joke just gets dragged out. Oh, yeah. Bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was not great. Um, There's a lot of p- crap jokes. Yeah. Do yeah. poodoo, fart jokes, and Jar Jar steps in crap. that's not good um why is anakin the happiest slave in the galaxy yeah he's He's very he's a plucky he's got he's got uh, charisma that little anakin uh but he's a slave slave. and he gets to go home like it's like uh, he he's a slave and it's like okay just clean up and then you get to go home like it's it's not really the like slavery as as i guess we know it it's not a not bad slavery i guess is what they're trying to say (laughs) He, it's like a job that he just doesn't get paid for. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so there's that as well. So I don't know. My last insight here is that the title of the film is The Phantom Menace. There is nothing in the way of foreshadow. Like, it's very, very light in terms of foreshadowing the actual menace. Right. Like, the scenes that format, that format, that foreshadow the Phantom Menace, the actual menace that we're going to see throughout the rest of the, uh, at the time, the rest of the Star Wars film, that those scenes with Darth Maul and Darth Sidious are good scenes. Mm -hmm. But there's almost, there's very little. And I always think when I watch that pod race, why doesn't, like, it should be, the Phantom Menace should be the Phantom Menace to Anakin too. Like, Anakin should be going, why do I have these powers? Like, they scare me. I don't know what I'm doing with these powers. And like, I'm worried that one day, I'm going to hurt somebody with these powers. Like that's the Phantom Menace, right? Like it shouldn't be, um, it was, it's like almost non-existent in yeah. the film. Yeah, that's you know, true. Give us more. Yeah, there was definitely, I definitely wanted more Darth Maul uh, than we got. And, uh, and again, I was very upset when he died. Like it was, you know, it's nice knowing that he doesn't, he does come back eventually. But at yeah. the, at the time when I first saw this film, I was not happy. Um he should have been the bad guy for all three. Right. Yes. I like Darth Vader was in the first yeah. trilogy. Right. Uh, one thing, um, you know, they bring up midichlorians in this and oh, yeah. I don't have as much of a problem with midichlorians as I used to. Um, I feel like midichlorians, it was, it was what they were trying to do is ex- maybe not explain what causes the force, but I think they're trying to convey it's a measurement of your strength of the force. I think that's what they're trying to get to, right? Because the line is something like, his midichlorian count is higher than Master Yoda's. Like, and so the implication there is that Master Yoda has an incredibly high midichlorian count because he's super strong in the force. So it's not that the midichlorians cause that. I think that's where, how a lot of people took that at the time. Um, I don't know, but I, I mean, I don't think there was a lot of people out there who just didn't like the idea of explaining anything around the force, right? So yeah. there's that as well. But I don't know what else they could have done I mean, he he feels that he's strong in the force. Like Qui Gon feels that Anakin is strong in the force, so that should yeah. be enough. It's enough for Obi Wan in the old movies, right? It's enough for I don't know. When you feel somebody is strong in the force, that's enough. That's all you need. You don't need to test anything. You need training, right? Yeah. Not blood count. <laughs> not a, not a women's bick um, to <laughs> contact them with. So. So I, I don't know what else, um, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm glad we watched it. Obviously you have to kind of watch it. I feel like it's kind of like a chore at this point uh, that you have to watch it. You know, there's the machete order, which ignores it completely. Yeah. I don't know that you need to do that. Cause you, there are, there are still some excellence. There's some great star Wars in this film, but it's not one that I, I come back to a lot at all. I only ever watch it when I make myself 
do a full rewatch of the series. Whereas I will watch Empire Strikes Back just off the, you know, and if I feel like it, or I'll watch Return of the Jedi or even Solo or something like that, I'll watch, um, you know, out of the blue, but I'll never just like, oh, I feel like watching The Phantom Menace today. I don't, I will never do that. I think uh, doesn't Topher, Topher Grace's famous cut uh, starts with the battle with um, Darth Maul, I think. Yeah. That's the opening scene. And if you think of it that way, I'll, uh, you know, I thank him forever for that idea because it's a good idea. Like you opened um, what's going to be the next Star Wars or the prequel Star Wars trilogy with that scene. And you don't even know who anybody is. You just see the scene unfold. Like, oh my God, like that would have blown people away. People would have liked the film better on that basis alone. Mm -hmm. On the basis of like, holy crap, it knocked my socks off that opening scene. So I think... um, like a rearrangement of the elements would do would go a very long way to make to making that a better film or and i think didn't Topher grace make all three movies one movie the three prequels one movie i think that's what he did is he took the three prequels and edited them down to one film and and so if he starts with that scene that he cuts most of the phantom menace i think is what he ended up doing uh for that and and yeah that's that's because you don't need a lot of what's in this movie you really don't no you really don't i mean and it's 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 more interesting to watch and think about what's going on behind the scenes. Like, did did Lucasfilm think this was a bad film before it came out? Like that, like does the it, do they call it the Phantom Menace because they thought people are going to see this and they're not going to understand like what's happening? They're not going to understand what the conflict is, or they're not going to understand like where this is leading. And um, if we call it the Phantom Menace, they'll look at the film longer and harder to find the menace. <laughs> Like, Honestly, is, is that where that comes from? I don't know. I, I don't think I, I have never put too much thought into the actual title of Phantom Menace. You know, it's just the title of the movie. And I just just never thought about it beyond that. Um, I don't think they thought it was a bad movie. I think they thought it was awesome. Uh, I think that that CGI was was groundbreaking and yeah. it was exciting and it was all new. And it must have been incredibly exciting to be on set during that the actors notwithstanding the actors probably hated it but everybody else probably loved it um and i think that and and i think they were all drinking george's kool-aid and and they all thought it was excellent right like and george was probably really you know that kind of like enthusiasm is infectious and that's kind of how he gets people going on all the other star wars movies so that's what he did this time and uh and yeah but there was nobody there was no i think the only problem is that there was no you know dissenting voices saying hey what if we don't have jar jar binks in this movie right right and nobody said that to george so no but i think um i do believe that there was i can't remember where this came from but there's a behind the scenes showing the anakin's auditioning all the anakin's yeah And, and the legend was and i can't remember where i got this though was that somebody said that the kid can't act somebody said jake lloyd can't act and they cut it in the (laughs) behind the scenes that part they cut out now how do i know this i don't remember i don't remember where i heard this and i don't remember like um without knowing um it sounds just like it's an urban legend but i but for some reason i think it was somebody who worked on the film who had had that story well i mean he can't or he couldn't well, I, I mean, you can't blame a kid. No, you can't, but I would blame the casting director who hired him. Well, and George Lucas is not known as an actor's director. No, he's not. He's, he's the guy who, he's like, good enough, whatever. Like, just say these words. <laughs> yeah. The old Harrison Ford line, you can write this, but you can't say it. Right. And um, it's funny. It's a good line. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah, I don't have anything else here. That's, that's all the notes well, I have. Hey, what's your overall rating? Oh God, what, how are we rating this? Uh, out, of, uh, out of five stars? Out of five stars, I would give it a two and a half. I give it a two. Okay. We're well, on the it's... same, yeah, we're on the same page. It's not, um, so I give it a slight F. I, I, like I tip the scale toward F. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you got me on a good day, I think I'd go with what you just said. Yeah, yeah, it, it will like, depend uh, on your mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's snow outside, so I'm going to err on the side of F. That sounds great. Um, well, before we go, I want to mention that I did see uh, a Boba Fett figure at Best Buy, Ooh. and I took a photo of it. And I just I'm just trying to find it now. 
Um, it was cool. It's a black series. It says Star Wars Return of the Jedi, and it's Boba Fett with, and he, I don't know if you have this or not. It's, um, he has, uh, now it looks like he comes with his jetpack and that you can add kind of, I'll, actually, I'll take this off so you can see bigger. <laughs> so you can see bigger. Um, oh, can you see I've that? Seen that? Have you? Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, it's got all kinds of cool accessories in there, right? It's got like his little, it's got all of his little toys. Yeah, I've, I've got a special edition one that I think was a Comic-Con exclusive. And it's got all of that and even more, I think. It's even yeah. got the carbonite. Oh, okay. It's got it all. Like it's, it's, like the, it's like the ultimate. And so as a result, I'm kind of like, I'm good. Although I did, I probably did buy the first Black Series one just to have. Yeah. At the time I was trying to be a completist, which is just impossible now. But um, that is a nice looking figure. I like that figure. Now, do you think they're going to, this says Return of the Jedi. Um, you think they're going to release, obviously they're going to release another one for the Book oh, of Boba yeah. Fett. Yes. And they should, they should yeah. like keep them coming. I, I don't know what, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on what's going on. I mean, a part of it's probably just shipping issues. Oh, for sure. But um, I, you know, Hasbro, like I'm not sure what Hasbro's up to these days. Like we're seeing new merch, but but we're not seeing um, you know, like we're not. It's not like uh, you see an aisle anymore in the in the store. You're just like, oh, there's a couple here, there's a couple there. So I don't That's know. I don't, is it selling? Is everybody? Does nobody buying toys anymore? Like I don't know. It's an it'd be an interesting discussion. I'm yeah. not buying. I buy the occasional things still, but I cannot. There's, uh, you know, I want to retire one day. So I'm not going <laughs> to keep, I'm more inclined to sell something. So I'm saying you wants. sell your collection so then you can retire. I don't really want to sell it. I, it's just that I don't want more of it. You can't sell it. You can't keep it. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to set up a booth somewhere. A charge. Quest. What you should do is charge people admission to your house to come look at it and just... <laughs> I don't think I could do it. My friend's got the Yoda room and I think the Yoda museum is a little more appealing as a museum. Yeah. I, I, some guy. We didn't mention it during that Boba Fett documentary. There's that great scene where they, they go to the Rancho Obi-Wan and he's oh, got yeah. all the Boba Fett toys. And that was so cool. Just seeing all that. I want, I definitely want to go there. We have to oh, go to, to Rancho Obi-Wan. That looks so cool. Oh, I'd love to. I love how every time they interview him, he's got to like introduce what he does and <laughs> what this thing is like he's every single time he's got yeah. to explain what it is yeah yeah so, like, uh, we know steve it's okay yeah, that's his fate <laughs> all right all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the star wars nerds i'm dan vadabonker i'm kenton larkson don't let the force get you on the ass we're all fine here now thank you how are you Okay, we're, we're just jumping back on we had stopped recording we're jumping back on because i just found that there's a three minute something of willow which oh. is Luke, Lucasfilm related. And I just said, oh, F. I dropped the F bomb. Because <laughs> I was like, how did I miss that? When, what time was that? Uh, maybe it just went up. Maybe it was while we were talking. I don't oh. know. Anyway, okay, right. I'll just uh, share my screen here so you can yeah. see. Hello. Yes, it's me, world-famous actor Warwick Davis. I'm thrilled to be coming to you from the set of the brand-new sequel series to my most popular role, Willow. Yeah, we heard you, diehard Willow fans. The Willow mongers. The Willing Me Softlies, the Low Boys. You get the idea. We're still workshopping fan base names for that. Anyway, they've asked me to introduce you to the phenomenal cast or supporting cast that will be joining me on a brand new adventure. Well, let's go meet them. Okay, so we'll start with this handsome young fella who is. Uh, all right, don't touch. Oh. Go on then. Tell him your name Dempsey. No, 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 no. Your first name. Dempsey is my first name. Brick is my last name. Oh. Good luck with that. So, Armour, what does it feel like to be carrying the torch for a whole new generation of fans who may not remember the movie? There's a movie? There's a movie? Yeah. This? Yeah, Willow. Who's in it? Me! Directed by Ron Howard. Ron Howard? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Howard. From Arrested Development. Oh, is that's he, good. Is he narrating this? He isn't. Now, Ellie Bamba. Tell us about the first time you saw Willow in the cinema. It's a lovely anecdote, this. Oh, I, I wasn't born. Wait, so what are they going to do with your face for this? What do you mean, my face? I'm quite a bit older now. Are they going to, like, Irishman your face with computers? No, Ellie, they're not going to Irishman my face. Some time has passed since the first movie, and a huge part of this story is how good Willow looks for his age. Keep up, Ellie. Read the new pages. Unprofessional. 
Look at this guy. So you may recognise him. I'm Tony. Yeah, he's done some, uh, what have you done? Student films, Insta stories, TikToks and the like, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say I'm also a huge fan. My dad and I actually watched Willow back in the day when I was a kid and I, I grew up loving it, man. It was great. You know, my second favourite fantasy adventure. Cool. Behind Lord of the Rings. You gotta stop there after Willow is great. Oh. I'm Ruby Cruz. I'm Ruby, Ruby Cruz. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Ruby Cruz. That's a hell of a stage name. You getting that, Dempsey? Yeah. Now I know you, don't I? Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> I'm Erin. I, I was in Solo with you. No, that's actually the one Star Wars movie I haven't seen. Oh. But it's great to have you back for this one. You know this isn't Star Wars, though, right? So there you have it, the young, well, younger, supporting cast of the brand new Willow series coming next year to Disney+. Plus. No, hang on, it's Warwick. No, Warwick, Warwick. isn't it? Shh, shh, shh. Warwick. No, once. Warwick. 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 No, no, forget the W. Warwick. 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 Not the first Warwick. W, the middle one. Warwick. 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 I think I'm getting it. All right. Please. We got it. It's like an update of life's too short. It's yeah, it really was right. It yeah. makes me feel about like I feel like uh, what's his name should show up. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Gervais and Stephen Merchant. That was awesome. I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's great. No footage though. No, uh, no, of course not. They just like that's just during their lunch break. They're just sitting around a, a picnic table yeah. <laughs> during lunch. But it's interesting that what's her name, Aaron Kellyman, who played um, Emphis Nest in yeah. Solo and has a very similar role in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I wonder if she's going to be playing a terrorist in this one. She specializes in roles where you take off helmets and long hair spills out and everybody goes, ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> That's right. So I, I have a feeling that uh, we're going to see a helmet coming off. It's got to be some sort of. Now. She's got to be like a knight helmet or whatever. It's Willow, so it's got to be like medieval knights and stuff like that. It's exciting. I just rewatched Willow. I don't know a couple months ago. Over the summer, I was watching it. Still a great movie. Still holds yeah. up. Um, and I'm, I am excited about the series. I can't wait. Uh, I also read the books. There was a series of books that came out uh, by George Lucas and Chris Claremont. I think Claremont did the heavy lifting on that one. Um, but it's it, it was good. And I don't know if that they're going to follow that necessarily. Um, but I, you know, I'm excited to see any more stories being told in this universe. Can you get Val Kilmer in there for uh, even uh, uh, for a short scene, for something? Yes. I mean, we, we know that he's got issues based on uh, health issues based on his recent documentary on uh, Amazon Prime, which is great, called Val. But wouldn't it be nice? And by the way, that guy sitting at the table looks like he's playing his son. <laughs> Has to be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer lookalike uh, from <laughs> circa 1980 sitting at the table. Yeah. Um, so wouldn't it be nice to just have Val Kilmer in there for one scene? Absolutely. And I think they could find a way to explain yeah. that he can't talk. Like that's the only oh. thing really is that he can't talk, right? Cause he's yeah. got, he had throat cancer and he had to have the, uh, that stuff that is his voice box removed. But, um, yeah, I think that, I think we will see a Val Kilmer cameo yeah. in this. It's either that or he's died and, and that's his son continuing his legacy. Right. But, yeah. or even at a flashback, we could see him like, come on, got to see some kind of Mad Mardigan is the best part of that movie. Oh, <laughs> sorry, the best. sorry, Warwick Davis, but you are not yeah. the best part of that movie. <laughs> oh, he's amazing in there. I just love how he sounds so, he's so like egotistical. It's just like the character he played of himself in, in uh, Life's Too Short. So that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right. I'm glad we, glad we, cool. glad we did that. Now I'll just, insert that, I'll insert that seamlessly into the rest of the podcast. <laughs> that's great. It's all good. All right. See you later. All right. Thanks, Dan. Goodbye. Okay, that's no move. Now I am the master.